Hey everyone, Alan here. Uh, this episode is without Matt again because he is still in the process of moving. A bummer to be sure, but luckily this is an opportunity to have on Jenny, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while. And uh, I hope you can excuse the audio. We were recording in the same room using two different mics, so there's a bit of reverb and things like that, but uh, that's something we'll get corrected for whenever it happens again. This is something I've wanted to do for a while. It is a dive into Jenny and I's beginning. Uh, obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you are well aware that we're soulmates, that we've always been in love with each other forever, and we always will be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you might not know the history there that, uh, you know, things didn't start out the way you might expect they started out. And I thought it would be interesting just to kind of kind of talk about that. So I have with me, obviously, the illustrious, the beautiful, the luxurious <laughs> Jenny Parker. Yeah. Hey, Jenny. <clears throat> Hi. Thank you for being with us. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you remember when you first saw me? I remember the first day, but I don't know if I remember the first moment. Um, it was a, a, not a rehearsal, it was an audition for a dance class. I had never done dance club before because I just transferred to Fitchburg State. I'd actually never done dance before. I did cheerleading and figured that I would like dance too. And our friend Shayna, <laughs> I had already met because we had a history class together. So she took me under her wing when I walked in. <laughs> and then I really don't remember a lot from that day. Um, I do remember from the very beginning, though, I got a vibe from you. What does what does that mean? Because you could get like vibes from like pedophiles and stuff. No, like, no, 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 no. I got. No, I got a vibe. <laughs> I got a vibe. So, for context, for others, I was in a different relationship at that time. <laughs> Where are you going? Oh. That guy sucks. Yes, but anyway. Um, so I'm not going to say like it was love at first sight or anything like that for me. But when I say I got a vibe, what I meant is like there was something, but I didn't know what it was yet. But I could tell that you liked me from pretty early on. <laughs> yeah, for pretty much the first second. Yeah. I remember you walking into that dance class that I was co-teaching with... Ashley at the time. I know her name. I was just remembering. I'm, you know, it's a while ago. Uh, <laughs> I didn't forget. I just had to remember it first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was co-teaching that with Ashley, and you walked in, and we are we were a beginner class. So regardless, you were supposed to get into the class, um, but because of fire code, there was a limit to the amount of people allowed in. So we did auditions anyways, and I remember you came in with your number, and it was twelve. Mm -hmm. You were number 12, and I wrote down number 12 before you even auditioned. Like, all right, this one's in the class, which we've talked about before. It's like, oh, that's so cute when it's like a wife and husband talking about how they first met. <laughs> but when you, when I always look back on it, I'm like, whoa, what a huge abuse of power and like very misogynistic yeah. of me to think you were attractive and then just like put you <laughs> in front of other people. It was pretty fucked up. Well... We're past it now. Yeah, now <laughs> so, it's sweet. When, 
Yeah. Now it can just be funny. We'll breeze past it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> um, I mean, I fell for you like right off the bat. Like I was just head over heels in love with you. I know. <laughs> Man, and how did we end up here? <laughs> <laughs> so I was f- smitten. I was like over the moon for Jenny. And like she said, she had a really shitty boyfriend at the time. So I, <laughs> I'm obviously on a, a certain side. Uh, <laughs> I'm very pro Alan for a boyfriend. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> she had a boyfriend and I was in a place personally where I was trying to go through a lot of change uh, with my own kind of relationship world. So basically, and maybe this is too much information. I don't know. Um, but I had like an issue with cheating. Uh, where you're in the power to edit that out if you want <laughs> no, to. No. You might um, want to. <laughs> oh, you think so? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's powerful. Like if I had heard somebody else talk about this, I feel like it would have been empowering. You know, mm. like I had an issue with cheating where I had very low value in myself as a person and as a man, and so I felt that I needed to constantly be reassuring myself I was a man, I was attractive, I was worth something by constantly going out and getting more people to basically reaffirm that idea. And it was it was destructive and it wasn't good for my relationships and it wasn't fair to the people that I you know was romantic with. And so at the time I met Jenny, I was trying really hard to fix myself before I did anything else. And the, her, the fact that she had a boyfriend was super helpful <laughs> to that mm-hmm. end. So what ended up happening was I graduated. Like I went to a lot of therapy, I got better, I graduated, and we didn't see each other for a year? It may have been a little <clears throat> less than a year because spring semester would have ended in May. And then I think we started dating in November. So not a year, but a significant like a amount of time. <laughs> yeah. I had been interning with a organization for a period of time. And while I was doing that, I started to put my art on Instagram and Jenny started liking like every single comic I put out. <laughs> <laughs> you were just like merciless with that art plug. <laughs> merciless with the likes. <laughs> they were really cute. I liked them. Thanks. And I liked you even though I didn't know you very well. But like I said, I always got a good feeling from you. Mm-hmm. And so as of September of that year, I was single. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to start liking his stuff and see what happens. I always thought he was kind of cute and felt a good vibe. So let's just (laughs) I'm going to like all his artwork. Not that it was a tactic. It wasn't really a tactic. (laughs) I did like your comics. I thought they were very cute and I wanted you to know that. So I liked them. (laughs) That's the whole purpose of the function. Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love it because if someone were to go. That's what it started out as. Someone's like, I love this person. I think they're so awesome. I want them to like ask me on a date. What should I do? It's like, like all their photos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't like all your photos. I liked all the comics as they came out. Yeah, I appreciated that. Uh, And so I reached out. I messaged you Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know a comic's good when Jenny likes it. (laughs) And then you were like, text me. No, I wasn't. <laughs> we, we, <did> we, like- <laughs> we were t- chatting for a bit, and yes. I said, 
Oh, it might be easier if we just texted. Ha ha ha. I remember and the time <laughs> thinking that was so fast for you to say that. What? We, but, we but chatted for like a day. Okay, but what? That's such like a modern relationship complexity that doesn't have to be there. It's a little fast to go from Instagram DMs <laughs> to texting. Like, it's not even that different. I, I don't know. It it felt fast. I don't know. It's all semantics. I understand that, but at the time, I remember thinking like, "Whoa, she's putting the <laughs> to foot be forward. fair." You had been well. Let's put it this way: you've actually dated in your life. I've had two relationships, but I've never been, you know, in the dating pool and following all those rules of like, "This is what I have to do to get someone to like me," and you have to wait two days to text them back. And like, I've never never done that, and I've also never believed in that. So to me, it was like arbitrary. It's like whatever i think you're better for it i think it's a huge chunk of my brain that's taken up and i'm never going to need that information again i don't think it's even valuable information in general you know everything is so situational yeah to go to somebody who has a lot of dating experience and be like i need your input on my love life it's like well you're working with like a whole different thing like i have none of my stuff's going to be applicable yeah Hell, my shit isn't even applicable to me. <laughs> like, you know? And we went on our first date. Yeah. We went to this beautiful pottery painting. This beautiful pottery painting place. Alliteration. Up in Nashua, New Hampshire called Time to Clay. <laughs> yes. I just got it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, Five years later. (laughs) This place is awesome. If you have a chance to swing by Time to Clay, the owner is super, super nice. She's typically there working or her daughter is. They're great people. And and it's just a good time to to pick out some pottery and just... Good time to clay. (laughs) It's a good time to clay. (laughs) Every day is a good time to clay. Yeah. All right. I was so nervous. Me too. Were you really? Yeah. You know me. I'm like a ball of anxiety at all times. <laughs> that morning, I had to go to work. And at the time, I worked at a cafe and I was a baker. So I had to go to work at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I worked from like 4 to noon and then like raced home. I had like not known if I would have time to go home first. So I was wearing like a nice sweater to work, but I got like muffin batter all over it. I had to go home and change. I was so nervous. And my parents were like, it's okay, just be yourself. And I'm like, yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> you know, that's that uh, yeah. was a huge turn on when you showed up smelling like muffins. <laughs> I, was, I was like. I wasn't this, wearing the sweater anymore. <laughs> this girl made a muffins? <laughs> <laughs> she made a muffin today. <laughs> Why does it sound weird? What? I don't know. I think she made a muffin Well, today. I said you're, this girl made of muffins. <laughs> I think this girl made of muffins. Uh, well, anyway, we were both nervous. Very much so. We didn't talk very much. Yeah, and, and like I said, this was my first date since I, you know, had done all this self-improvement stuff. Yeah, and I don't know what flirting is or how to do it. You really don't. So, so you were trying, and I was like... Uh, not computing like I didn't know how to reciprocate so it was really awkward mm. we talked a little bit and if, if at all I think well, well we, we might... talked about like what are you painting yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly was, what are you making 
Yeah, and yours was like a cup for a drinking game. And yeah. I was like, I'm making a pretty bowl. Yeah, that pretty much sums up my personality at the time. I was like, this is a king's cup. Use it for this disgusting drinking game. Look at us now. We've played king's cup together. Yeah, and never once used the cup. That's true. We didn't talk to each other at all. I'm using hyperbole, but it was, Yeah. if you're thinking like, ah, it probably wasn't that bad, it probably was about as bad as you're imagining. Well, okay. Let's not say like, it was a terrible date. There are many bad date stories. It was fine. It's just that it was awkward. There were like families sitting around us. We were nervous. We didn't talk that much. This was the first time we had talked in person in- One on one. Almost a year. Well, yeah, or in general. Yeah. Like We had never spoken one on one before without like other people being yeah. around and being part of the conversation oh yeah. you want to talk about that hug that one time oh well <laughs> the second semester of school that year i was like oh i guess i can't do jazz this semester i have a night class now and the first day of auditions my friend shana will tell this story best but alan asked her where's your friend <laughs> and she was like oh Jenny, she has a class. And long story short, you were like, it's okay if you only come to half the class ever and you don't have to audition. <laughs> Again, come on in. <laughs> hugely inappropriate use of yeah, but position I was of like, power. I mean, I want to be in this class and my friend's now also teaching it, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like, I, oh, I don't know why we hugged. We hugged because you let me into the class. And I was like, thanks. And I hugged Shayna. And then Mm -hmm. you were there. So I was like, I guess I'll hug him too. And you like froze. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I remember being so smooth about it. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're not. Uh, But this date, you're right. This date wasn't awful. It was just awkward. It was extremely mundane. And I think when you have a first date, you're like, you want it to be like, knock your socks off. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, this is going to be great. I can't wait to see this person again. But I remember leaving the Time to Clay place. And this isn't a bite on Time to Clay at all because they're a fantastic business and, and you should definitely go. Like, you're not going to have a bad date because of no, Time no, to Clay. No, no, it had nothing to do with them. We left Time to Clay and I remember being like, ah, oh, man. I could have sworn this was going to be awesome. I guess this is a wash. Like, what and a bummer. I, again, this is me not caring about any kind of etiquette on what you're quote unquote supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was fine. It wasn't like, but we didn't talk a lot. I felt like it wasn't done. And we talked about this before. For some reason, I was also under the impression that we were going to do something else after. And I don't know why. Yeah, that was not my understanding. Well, in my head, we were for whatever reason, whether it was implied or not, or if I made it up. (laughs) So we walked out and I was like, what do you want to do now? <laughs> and like you can imagine, like we walked out, and I think we like hugged or something. And I was like, "All right," and like you can feel the inertia of me starting to move towards my car, and Jenny just perks up, like, "What are we gonna do next?" And I was like, "Oh, um, right. <laughs> I guess I could keep this going a bit more." And then we went back to where I was staying at the time. Yeah, that was when I introduced you to Stranger Things. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever watched that show, and I fell in love right away. What a good show. Mm -hmm. And then I fell in love right away. (laughs) 
as much as you didn't expect me to say, what do you want to do next? If I hadn't done that, yes. where would we be now? We have talked so much about this, like the fucking butterfly wing of our relationship. Okay, let's go like way far back, right? When I first started college, the only reason I was in dance club was because my sister taught jazz one. Mm. And she was like, you have to take my class. And I fell in love with it. And I ended up teaching that class, which led to me being the teacher when you came. Yeah. Which led to me knowing who you were. And then I had to graduate Start making like I've always been an artist, but like choose on my own to put my art out there. Mm -hmm. You had to feel comfortable with liking every single one of my (laughs) comics. And then I had to make the choice to reach out to you. Then we went on this date and you had to make this decision like because I was ready to go home. I was like, ah, man, maybe if we text later and she's like, let's give it another go. uh, Maybe. But like, I don't know. This was just like really awkward. It probably shouldn't be this awkward. But you would like put that foot forward and and here we are. We're married. Yeah. We're married to each other. We are. It's crazy. Legally. <laughs> Legally married. <laughs> Reli- religiously? Spiritually? Yeah. Sure. Our souls are entwined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to tell this story because I think we're a really good couple. Yeah, I agree. I think we're really good sp- Spooses, spouses, spices, spicy, spices, (laughs) spices. (laughs) I think we do a really good job because we're very communicative. Yes. We talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. If one of us has a feeling, we we feel very strongly that we can, or at least I'll talk for myself, right? I feel very strongly that I can come to you with however I'm feeling, whenever I'm feeling. Yeah, of course. And I think we try to approach things very much in the vein of, hey, let's stop and take a step back. Like if we're ever frustrated or we get mad at each other, like we've never had a fight that lasted overnight. No, no, never. And I sometimes think people can look at people like us, right? Like there are couples on social media and stuff and they're like, they're amazing. They're great. Like, oh my God. Amazing. They're amazing. (laughs) I want to be like them. Uh, I want to like have this perfect life like they do. And you don't know like how that happened you know yeah like jenny and my story is not fairy tales all the way down no it's a lot of luck a lot of active choices to become better a lot of shitty experiences yeah not with each other but separately um but that put us in positions whether we wanted it to or not that that made us really good people for each other yeah it's a really sweet thing like if you're sitting there being like i'll never meet somebody like i go on all these dates and they're terrible you, you never you you never know yeah it sounds really corny but like if i ever have a friend who's like i'm gonna be single forever i'm gonna always be the bridesmaid like the only thing i can really offer it's like i don't know how this happened it just kind of <laughs> you know like like, like we you said, said like... so many different things lead up to it <laughs> like all i can say is it'll come out of nowhere when you least expect it Or at least that was my experience. I couldn't have predicted any of this, you know? Yeah. And they always say that the minute you start focusing on yourself and you stop going out looking for somebody is when you find somebody. That was true for me. Yeah. And I I think me too. I think at the time we went on a date, I was like, all right, I'm in a good place. Time to meet someone. So it's not like I was. Well, that's fair, though, because you had been doing work before that. I think it's true. I think if you want to have a really good relationship it's not about finding the right person. It's about being the right person. Does yeah. That, does that make sense? 
Yeah, being being right for each other. Yeah, because like you could go out and find who who you think is perfect, right? You're like, I want yeah. someone that treats me like this, that hugs me when I'm sad, that bakes, that does all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're not able to know who you are individually aside from other people, you're going to constantly be this kind of like liquid. Hmm. And whoever you're with is going to be a jar of varying sizes, shapes and things. And you're just going to pour this liquid in and you're just kind of like going to morph yourself to fit with this person that you want to be with. And then they're going to leave probably. I don't know. Right. But they're probably going to leave because no one wants to be with somebody who just kind of like molds to who they are. Right. That actually brings us to how our first couple like months of dating actually went. Yeah, I was kind of a person who molded myself to other people because of past experiences. And there was one day where you had to have a really real moment with me where you were like, hey, you got to start like making decisions sometimes and not only doing what I want to do. And like I hadn't even realized I was doing it because I was so entrenched in like people pleasing. And we always joke that that's the first time you made me cry. But really, (laughs) it was me realizing how true it was. And then I started working a little bit more on myself, not a little bit. I worked a lot on it, Mm -hmm. on not compromising myself so much. Yeah. That's made a huge difference in my life. That's a tough thing to talk about. Yeah. Like, I remember being very nervous to have that conversation with you. For good reason. I And I was really upset. <laughs> you were probably like, oh, God, I'm going to yeah. cry. <laughs> but I needed it. Because it was a it was a situation where I realized what we talked about, where anytime it's like, what do you want to go to eat? And you'd be like, oh, well, what do you want? It's like, what do you want to watch? Oh, whatever you want to watch. And there were times where I was like, oh, man, I really want to play this video game. And you're like, go play it. I'll watch I'm like, I don't really think you want to be doing like all this stuff we're doing. I felt like I didn't know you. Like we were hanging out all this time and I couldn't actually get to know you because all you were doing was just mirroring back at me like everything I wanted, you know? Mm. So, yeah. So that's why it was it was a really weird conversation to we, I, I literally sat you down. Not like a dad, but like I sat down beside you. Yes. And, and I was like, sit down, <laughs> sit down, listen up, kid. Uh, I was like, hey, l- listen, I like you a lot and I I need you to just like tell me what you want. I need you to be vocal about how you're feeling. And I know that's probably not easy, but like it's what I need. Like I need you to be you. Well, this might sound really corny, but in a way that's what I needed too. Like I needed to start speaking up for myself or I was going to create like bad patterns for myself. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's It's true though. That's probably one of the biggest gifts you ever gave to me is making me cry like a month into our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) But after that, it was so much better. It was. It really was. uh, Yeah. And you're awesome. Thanks. You're so funny. Like you joke about how um, I've got like a real laugh or like a deep laugh or what do you call it? Big laugh. You you have a big laugh, and when you do the big laugh, that's how I know that something's really funny. <laughs> so there are times that you make me do like this big laugh where I'm just like shaking the house. I'm laughing like so loud, and that's just something that I love about you so much. I love just like who you are, you know. And I wouldn't have gotten to know who you were, and if I just kind of like kept going along with it. 
who knows, maybe we could have gotten to a point where we were ready to get married. But I think that's it's a disservice to both of us because like who am I in love with at that point? Yeah. And who are you? Yeah, I wouldn't have known. Well, anyway, for anyone who's <sighs> listening to this and is like, yeah, I didn't ask for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Sorry. ask for you to make me cry. <laughs> this is my commute. <laughs> well, I think it leads to a question you asked me earlier. When we were preparing for this, you said, well, I guess it wasn't really a question. You said, think of some moments where I was different than you expected me to be. Or when you realized that I wasn't what you always dreamed of, but it's okay. Is that right. kind of a good way to no, say yeah, that? Yeah. And when I started thinking about it, I couldn't come up with very many specific moments. But then um, I thought about the phrase... Have you ever heard the phrase, they won't remember, or they may not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the feeling that I got, because it wasn't really that there were certain moments where I realized, like, oh, this is the person for me. It was more the fact that time and time again, you showed me that you were committed to me. <laughs> Stop it. I'm, ju- I'm just listening. No one can see that and- I'm starting to cry. Like, just go. But you're going to start affecting my voice. Anyway. <laughs> um, it was just the consistent showing me that time and time again, you cared about me and like unconditionally. And so I was thinking about how we were talking earlier about how people think that they're looking for a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they end up finding someone that they never could have imagined because that person had different traits than they originally idealized. And so I was thinking that maybe we get so off track in looking for someone because the person who's right for us is not the person who's going to like tick all the boxes that we've like created in our heads, like all the traits we think we want. Mm -hmm. It's the person who's going to like see... You for you with all your whatever you want to call them, emotional scars or like the voids in you. And they're just going to love you anyway. We could get all deep into it. Like I was in the car. You know how you get the best thoughts either in the shower or like on a long car drive. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about how like and I was thinking about how we have things we subconsciously don't like about ourselves or that we think parts of ourselves that we think are not lovable. Oh, yeah. So we we have these things about us that we don't like about ourselves that we don't think are lovable. And when we're searching for another person to love, we're thinking about all these superficial things like maybe what we want them to look like or what job we expect them to have or like certain traits about them. And we're looking for these like surface level things when really what we need is somebody who is going to look at you with all your damage and like the your voids, like I said, and either try to fill them or just like love you unconditionally, even though you have them. So I think that when you find the person who does that, like you've done for me, like you've shown me over and over that even with my flaws, you still for some reason like me. <laughs> and that's how I knew that we were meant to be together and that I wanted to marry you because you kept showing me that over and over. 
And I trusted that it wasn't going to change. <laughs> so if I hadn't stopped to realize that and was just focusing on like, well, I wanted someone taller and they were brunette instead of blonde or whatever yeah. it happened to be, then I could have been missing it. That's I true. don't know. No, I think you're totally on something. Yeah. Because if I want someone to, who's going to care about me deeper than my surface level stuff, I have to look for someone based on more than surface level stuff. Yeah. I actually didn't mean to bring that to a place of, well, you could miss it if you're not careful because that wasn't my overarching point. My point was I think that's why the people we end up with might surprise us because we're looking for all these other things that actually have nothing to do with why we yeah. love people. I think it's hard to know what you want. That's also true. I could have never predicted my life up until now. <laughs> I don't know anyone who could, honestly. When I met you, you were a vegetarian. That is true. Which yeah. I don't know if you know this. Before I met you, I was like, no way am I ever going to be with a vegetarian. <laughs> I don't want to have to cater myself to somebody else's dietary restrictions. Look at us now. I'm not a vegetarian anymore and I have to cater to all your allergies. <laughs> I, know. I, I know. That's not where my point was going. It was that after, like, you didn't stop being a vegetarian until maybe a year and a half in. Something like at that. At least. It might have even been like two years. Yeah. And so at that point, I was very much of the mind this is okay. Yeah. Like we, when we make food, I make my meat separate and then we just, I mix the stuff together and you eat it without the meat. Yeah. I was like, we can make food for our kids this way. This isn't going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. I was like completely fine with it. Yeah. But I thought I wanted somebody who just had like very same food preferences, same preferences overall. We have so many different preferences. Yeah, we do. I don't like fruit. That is true. Unless I make you a smoothie. It's just, and this is like the beautiful thing about us is that you don't sit there and go, you should eat fruit here. Have a fruit like have and fruit. Have, have, have. <laughs> <laughs> the way you do it, it was so much love. You're like, Alan needs fruit. Like, I love him and I want him to be healthy. And in order for that to happen, he needs fruit. <laughs> that dumb, dumb boy needs to eat fruit. And so you're like. I want to give you this gift, but in a way that you're going to enjoy it. And so you've like worked to find a way to make it, this enjoyable for me. Just like a, it's an it's an act of love is what it is. Yeah. Acts of service. Yeah. There's there's so much we can talk about with you and me because there's like a we have a life, you know? Yeah. There's just so much to dive into. My thing I wanted to do by talking about this, and I always say this to you, and you mentioned before how I'm like, we'll have a really good conversation. Like, oh, we should have recorded that. Whenever I'm listening to other people, other people that have either figured it out or are figuring it out or are flawed and happy, it makes me feel like I can do it. You know, yeah. that's why I love art that's accessible. That's not like crazy overdone. It's like, whoa, check out this animation person. That looks so accessible. Like you could draw it. Yeah. I love hearing about people who are flawed and happy, you know, because like I could do it. You know, like I could make it work. And I I'm still working through a lot of stuff where I feel like I'm not good enough for you, you know. Mm. But like we are both flawed and have yeah. had a rough road mm -hmm. and we are very happy or yeah. I am very happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you happy? I am. 
<laughs> I was I was thinking about how it is worth noting that even if you're like, well, I'm not happy, like sometimes you're not happy. Yeah. But you can still, even if you're like miserable, right? You can still find moments of joy. And I think that's one of the great things about us is like I could be having the worst day ever and you would just make a stupid joke and I would want so badly to like keep being angry or sad <laughs> about whatever I'm feeling my feelings about, but I can't help but start laughing. And like that's that's like a gift, you know? I think that's what gets you through. And you don't need a significant other to experience that. It could happen with anybody or even yourself, I guess, but I don't yeah. know where I was going with that. I, I just thought no, it was right. worth noting. <laughs> if you're if you're in a part of your life where you feel like you know you are somebody who wants to have a significant other and like you're trying to figure out what that means and and what that can do for you it's true there there are a lot of moments in life that are made better because of you being in my life and i'm very very thankful for that and there have been many times in our relationship where we have fought yeah we aren't not fighters no. <laughs> you know? Like, um, we don't scream and shout. That's like our one rule. Yeah. It's it's not like a rule that we stated to each other. It's more like both of us have had experience in past relationships where that's like a triggering thing for us. And yeah. so it's it's actually kind of lucky. Something we try not to do. Yeah. Strive and, for. And it's one of those things like just like constantly checking in on you. It's like if we're in the middle of a fight and I know I'm angry because of a certain reason and I state that reason and we're not getting it resolved then we need to talk more. But if I'm mad at you for like doing something with a dish, that's my job to take a step back and be like, hold on, I had a really rough day. And when I came in, you didn't ask how it was, how I was doing. You just kind of laid into me and like that, that's why I'm upset. Or, or you're yeah. like, you're like, I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere in work. And that was a loud noise. And it just like put me over the top, you know? Yeah. You started that, thought with if you're looking for a relationship or something like that and mm -hmm. i'm curious how that related to what you just said or where you're going with it well it was like what you were talking about you ended that saying like if you're looking for a relationship then like there are moments when like you're oh, really I mean, mad and i I'll think make you my happy. point is that we make each other happier but it's not like we're only seeking happiness in the other person yes which is huge yeah because they're like, this is kind of what I was trying to say. There are times when you won't be happy, whether it has to do with your partner or not. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to have someone to help you find little pockets of joy in your misery. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you bring to me much more than like happiness, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think you should ever depend on someone else for your happiness. Right. You're, you're right. Which yeah. You said what we offer each other and what you offer me specifically is support. Yeah. Like when shit gets rough, I know you're going to be there su to support me. And when stuff is awesome, I know you're going to be there to share <laughs> it with me. Yeah. And you are a gift. So are you. And so are you, listener. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for, for doing this uh, with us. This is rare. We've never recorded ourselves talking to each other like this. No. Like sitting across the table from each other. No. Did you picture we were cuddling in bed? I'm sorry if I broke that image. <laughs> <for you. laughs> I miss Matt dearly. 
because he's hilarious and he brings something to this podcast. Oh, that I, I could never replace Matt. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is more like him, him having to move has been a bit of a blessing because we've gotten to try out these different things, right? Yeah. Like you and I aren't going to branch off and do our own podcast, but I think this is a valuable conversation that I've wanted to have. And now it's out there for people, you know, to, yeah. make, to help them. Uh, and I'm thankful for that. So thanks, Matt. And hopefully we will see Matt next week because yes. um, I have so many things I'm grateful for. And I want to start celebrating with all of you and him. Uh, Jenny, thank you for being here. Thank you for potting with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. Sorry, Matt. I took, I took your line. <laughs> <laughs> you can find this podcast fucking everywhere. Open, an, open a podcasting <laughs> app. Oh, there it is. It's not that hard. Just search for it. Six degrees of celebration, baby. And remember, if you're feeling down, if you're thinking you're never going to find somebody in life, if you're sitting there being like, who am I and how do I become happy? Remember, within six degrees of your vision is something to celebrate. Yeah. Thank you very much. We love you guys. See you next time. You didn't think Lakey inspired. Oh. <laughs> and thank you to Lakey Inspired for the use of our theme song, The Process. How could we forget you, Lakey? You support us so much. We're so grateful to have you in our lives. Do you want to say play it out with me? Or play us out? Play, play us, us out. out. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, play it out. <laughs> That's not right.